Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We're in episode 38 of season three, the very best one yet. On today's show, we have a special guest, so I'll keep introduction short. We'd like to welcome Jack Solomon. Jack is the creator and CEO of Snapback Sports and the co-host of Snapback Sports Podcast. Snapback is the number one sports-based Snapchat account with over 1 million followers and over 5 million views per year. Jack is also involved in many different organizations, including being the co-founder of Snapback Agency, the head of winning at Underdog Fantasy, and is heavily involved in the crypto NFT market. So welcome to the show, Jack. Thank you for having me, Kelly. It's great to meet you. Yeah, likewise. Glad to have you on the Daily Grind. Our listeners are beyond excited to learn more about your story. So yes, to get the ball rolling here, can you briefly introduce yourself and what you do on your Daily Grind? Yeah, so as you so greatly introduced me, my name is Jack Settleman. I am originally from Baltimore, Maryland. That's where I grew up. My mom and aunt and grandparents had a family business in beer distribution. So we sold beer, Miller Lite, Coors Light, et cetera, to teams like the Ravens and Orioles. Hence my beginnings at a very early age in the sports business side of the world. And so I grew up, I studied sports management. I went to UT Austin, go Longhorns, Hook'em Horns, and then moved to New York right after college. Uh, after a couple jobs, I landed and just ended up doing my own thing, building Snapback Sports, and that is currently my daily grind. Yeah, really well said. Like I mentioned in the intro, we're excited to have you on, on the show today. And just to dive into your story, inspire us, uh, our audiences, you know, our current college students, recent grads, people are looking to kind of navigate throughout their own career. And I think with your wealth of knowledge on today's show, we'll definitely put uh, point them in the right direction. So awesome. yeah, just speaking about uh, Snapback Sports, uh, did you have like an aha moment in starting it? And you know, did you ever expect it to become where it is, where it is today? Definitely did not expect to come to what it's come today. For example, when I go to sports games and people recognize me as if I'm some celebrity of sorts, that still blows my mind. And honestly, it was never the point of this whole thing. Uh, this started out of a need, out of a problem. My sophomore year at UT, me and my roommate had started a print-on-demand phone case company, and we were advertising through social media. And so while we had great margins on these phone cases, by the time we advertised, marketed, and sold, we were only keeping a small portion. So I said, why not own the advertising leg of it and create something? So Instagram was very busy, Twitter the same, but no one was really doing it on Snap. And anyone who was trying to build these types of pages on Snap was saying, oh, well, we do funny content, we do dog content, but no one likes sports here. And I was like, well, that's not possible. Everyone likes sports. So started building Snapback in my senior year. After about a year and a half, saw a ton of success with just the following. 
but it was just a Snapchat page. And so we expanded to the podcast, now Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, et cetera. But it really started out with just this vertical content. I would aggregate across all these different social medias and uh, definitely did not anticipate it would end up like this. No, that's great. Again, you have made a big impact in the world of sports, in social media in particular. So that kind of leads me to my next question, too, in regards to like, you know, how has social media really changed your grind and what has been the biggest impact on, you know, the world of sports here? Yeah, I think everything is social media based right now. We have been led from team centric content. So you grew up, you were a diehard fan, you watch every baseball game or basketball game or football game to now you watch your favorite teams or your favorite players highlights on Twitter or on Snapback, Snap Story or on House of Highlights. So I think that's been the biggest shift is it's put the personality and the access really in the hands of the fans. Growing up, there wasn't content about my favorite players, you know, what they ate, what they like to do on their free time behind the scenes. There was wired and that was pretty much the most you were going to get was a funny comment here or there if you really tuned in. So I think that's been the biggest difference uh, in the types of content we consume. And that's totally affected so many different sports businesses. Really well said, Jack. And just being able to, can, as, a, as a fan, you can consume that content in multiple, multiple channels. And you probably have seen over the over the time span of you know starting snapback like where it has grown today and like what the focus is and just opening your your outreach yeah absolutely that's really great to hear so yeah just speaking of you have quite the accolades accomplishments we could we could talk for for hours if days on on what's <laughs> what has happened over the year can you share like a recent success story or key milestone in the business Yeah, I mean, just yesterday uh, was a pretty exciting one. We announced a partnership with Buzzer. If you guys don't know Buzzer, use my uh, download link. No, I'm kidding. Uh, if, If you don't know Buzzer, though, it's a super cool app, which I would say is like the red zone of the NBA. So you don't have time to tune into 82 games of your favorite player or team. They kind of chop it up to where, okay, if you're want to tune in for the last five minutes, you can get that bite-sized content. You can flip between games, et cetera. And so what made this a huge moment for us is one, it associates the Snapback brand with a super successful company like Buzzer, who's got investors like DeAndre Hopkins, John Morant, Michael Jordan. Uh, But two, it really helps our mission of pushing forward to create the new age sports fan. So we talked about it briefly in terms of content, but what I imagine is, the new age sports fan isn't sitting on your couch for three hours and watching a game anymore. It's consuming bite-sized content, whether it's red zone, it's while you're playing fantasy, it's you're engaging with your friends, you're sharing your opinions. And so this just helps push forward that mission, which is to engage the new age sports fan. Yeah, really well said. The industry is ever so changing. I work in sports too, and just like seeing what's on the horizon, what's ahead. It's it's so cool. Like over the years with different technology, you know, go BTS on, uh, you know, put yourself in the shoes of an athlete or a coach or whoever. You're really just kind of for snapback. You're expanding the the stadium in a sense. Totally, and I think that's part of it is off the floor and off the field too. You know, the game isn't just centered around passes and made jump shots. It's about the shoes you're wearing into the on the floor, the clothes you're wearing into the arena, the, you know, the celebratory 
dousing of the coach in the locker room after a big win. So we like to showcase all that stuff. And we think we know that that's what our, our fans want. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Again, uh, kudos to you and your team in regards to just uh, getting that, uh, securing that partnership with Buzzer. Best is yet to come. I can just see it ahead of us. Yeah. And just talking about, you know, the key to success, like, how do you, like, do you have a specific, do you have advice for our listeners on the show? Or like, what's your key to, you know, balancing all these things are that you're a part of right now? Yeah, that's a great question. My my general advice is always start something yourself. And what I mean by that is just like this, you had to start this podcast. And what have you learned? You've learned how to deal with guests, talent booking, marketing, edit, audio editing, sponsorship, you know, audience, community, all that stuff, just by starting a podcast. So when people think, oh, I want to start a TikTok. Okay, that's great. You're going to learn what the algorithm looks like, a thumbnail, captions, all that stuff. And I think just by going out and doing something and learning and failing and watching what others do that's successful, you will learn so many skills. And the next level of you know sports business and business in general is being like that jack of all trades. So you're not going to be able to just specialize in social media. Well, you might, but what does being a specialist in social media mean? Well, it means, you know, five different platforms, how to manage the ads on them, how to edit photos, edit video, caption. And so you learn so many skills and there's so many free things you can do, a YouTube channel, a podcast, a TikTok channel, et cetera. And so I always say, go out, start something you're passionate in and learn and fail and learn and fail. Yeah, really well. So these are great takeaways, uh, Jack, for our listeners to in today's episode. Uh, yeah, you mentioned a keyword there, passion. Doing, We preach a lot about that on the pod, you know, being goal-driven, uh, working towards what you want to, you know, do in your in your future grind and what's ahead, whether it's a short-term or a long-term goal. Uh, both of us, we weren't experts in our industries right away. It, it takes time to get where you are today. So I'd say to add on to your, your advice here to, to be patient and soak up the information, tune in these podcasts, use those free resources like you mentioned. A lot of great ways to really grow your brand or where you want to be in the next couple of years. Absolutely. And, and put, in, put in the work, put in your 10,000 hours. I've posted probably 100,000 times on Snapback. So while it's become second nature, that's a skill that I've created and the captions come easily to me and the emoji choices, you know, silly things that when you're texting a friend probably don't matter. But in the grand scheme of things, these are the things that make a difference that increase engagement, increase people's attention. So uh, definitely master these things that you work on as well. Really well said. And just speaking of just having that that multi skill set, so we can kind of shift our grind towards a uh, you know the crypto NFT market here. Uh, curious on your opinion about uh, you know should crypto and the NFT market you know be a part of people's daily grind? That's a great question. I would say if part of your grind means your day to day work and you want to trade. Dogecoin? No, I wouldn't suggest leaving your job and trying to master the markets like that. But when I see NFTs and the underlying technology that comes with it, I think that is undoubtedly the best place to put your time and energy right now is just learning. So if your grind looks like engaging in discord and hearing about new projects and the way technology is working and you get to work closely with the founders and you reach out and you say okay i'm i can offer two hours a day from 9 to 11 p.m before i go to bed 
where I'm going to moderate your Discord channel because I'm the best at it. I'm good at community management or I want to learn and you need help doing this. Uh, that is a worthwhile daily grind because while these silly little pudgy penguin profile pictures aren't here to stay, the underlying tech of NFTs and what crypto does absolutely will be part of the future. Yeah. And just to add on to just having those experiences, whether you are investing in crypto or in the NFT space at the moment, it, it takes time to, you know, learn those findings, you know, reach out to other people if you're not familiar with something. It just goes with any, like if you're in a different job outside the business realm or a daily grinder with a side hustle, like do your research first, I'd say too. Yep. Because you can't just, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, I, I finally started kind of tapping into the NFT space. For me, at least, just speaking on behalf of the pod, like it definitely takes time if it's not a main focus that you have uh, on your yeah. radar right away. I could, I, you could compare it to sports too. So if you try and if you learn a new sport, it takes time, it takes practice to to perform at your that that top level. So yeah, I've been in it for years and I still learn stuff every day, which actually is what excites me is the fact that I've been in this world for four years and I'm still learning new stuff about crypto and the ways it can be used. Social media tools, I kind of know how they all work. I know the algorithm and it's rare that a new platform launches. But when TikTok launched, I was heads first into that kind of learning and figuring out how to master that one. So I think the same could be said about crypto, having skin in the game, you know, even if it's 20 bucks, 50 bucks, just so you can track it and feel the emotions and learn that I think is beneficial too. So I think you know, it goes back to what I said earlier, you got to put in the work, you got to be committed to it. But there's a lot of opportunity in that space. Lots of opportunity. We're excited for what what we see. We probably we could listen to this episode, you know, a year or two after and see like the yeah. differences and what it's come to be in the future. So yeah, just speaking of the future, or just part of the, the daily grind in general, do you have like a favorite or least part or the easiest or hard part of your grind? That's a great question. I would say the favorite part is interacting with the the fam, which is what we call our snapback family, people who follow the story, who interact, who engage. The whole reason I actually created the page was because I'm just an average person who likes sports, who has opinions. And I think everyone who watches sports has their biases and such. And so I wanted to make that platform to where my opinions were heard, but others were heard as well. Right now, what social media did, it took, you know, TV, Stephen A. Smith is on television, then he gets on Twitter. And it's just him, his platform, he's not engaging with the everyday fan. And so we take a lot of pride in being that and using social media to actually interact and not just have a new, bigger platform. So that's my favorite part is just interacting, hearing different people's opinions from all over the world is, is really, really cool. The most difficult portion of my day is probably when uh, one of my teams loses because that is our highest engagement. People definitely are excited when one of my takes is incorrect. So it's funny, they, go, they both go hand in hand there, but I definitely take some heat when you know the Ravens or the Knicks lose. Oh, for sure. I could say likewise with a, uh, I'm originally from Wisconsin. So, uh, yeah, we're, we got a big week ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what it'll be like if, if they come, come up short. So mm -hmm. that imagine yeah. that with hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> coming at my neck. 
Yeah, it's always interesting, but you, you hit the nail on the head, though, too, in regards to, like, engagement and interaction. I think that really builds relationships with people, that uh, consumers, and just it, it brings a whole nother atmosphere, like we were talking earlier on just bringing the fans to the stands, but, like, in a virtual setting, both in-person or hybrid or whatever the, whatever the channel is. And I think that's really important. It really kind of... Uh, brings people's energy up and enthusiasm and it, yeah. it gets really it's cool to see like you know people slide in the dms or wherever just to see different uh, people's personalities and having other people connect not within not just the u.s but all over the world like wherever wherever they're tuning into their their sports team people are about their sports teams and you were talking about passions earlier and you know advice wise you you have to work in your passions it's cliche as hell, but it it's cliche for a reason because you will burn out if you're not doing something you enjoy day in, day out. And so there is a differentiator. People are passionate about their sports teams. But like I said, I grew up passionate about sports business. And if you're not passionate about the business side, you only want to be on the side where maybe one day you get to meet your favorite player and get their autograph, then maybe the business world of sports isn't for you. Now, with that being said, what I love about sports business is there's no business in the world where if Apple sells out their next iPhone 19 and does a trillion dollars in revenue, they're not in a boardroom crying, hugging, slapping each other. Grown men, though, they win a sport game. I mean, they, you know, they turn into children. And so I love that energy and passion. And you'll see that fall throughout organizations in the sports world. They're very representative of the two. And so that's where my passion comes from. That's great insights, Jack. And then even just talking about too, like I mentioned, our audience, we have the our daily grinders. They're trying to navigate into possibly the world of sports or whatever career they want to dive into. Do you have advice for our listeners that right now, if they want to get into like sports biz, sports media, like that type of position? Yeah, I would say definitely start something like I mentioned before, just because now, you know, when I was applying for jobs, I think if you had an internship in sports, that was a nice little leg up. Not everyone had them. Now it's more competitive. And I think that's part of the process is get an internship in the sports world in some fashion. You're going to need that on your resume. But if you can say I have a sports blog, I have a sports podcast, I have any of these little miniature projects, that's going to be your next thing. So that's why I always suggest that. And then it's really a lot of networking, sports people tend to promote the people they know and they like and they've seen do really good work because these are billion dollar businesses with a lot at stake and so it's a trust thing and so communicate to people keep them updated on what you're doing uh reach out cold call because there were you know five years ago i was looking for a job in sports and it's a tough industry to crack but there's people who remember how tough it is and they're willing to kind of offer advice or referrals or suggestions yeah, really well said. Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, there's putting that hard work and effort in, uh, doing your research, networking with others, building those relationships, uh, ha improving your skill set, whether if you're maybe if your strong suit's not in communication, learn how to you know, better yourself in that area. There's a lot of great ways to um, do something that you can grow your brand and hopefully that leads to the next step in general. So yeah, just speaking of just next steps, are there like any trends you see going into you know 2022 that have a large impact on sport and social in the social media industry as a whole? I would say sports business wise, there's three categories that I'm really focusing on. And if I were a student or was looking for a new role in the sports field, these are the three I would kind of attack. One is sports betting. 
there's no doubt that it is taking over. Um, it's got the marketing dollars. The big companies are buying up the little companies. And that is an industry that is so brand new here in the States. But overseas, it's been, you know, since the day you were born in England, you were known sports betting odds and horse racing, all that. So it's going to it's gonna mirror that. It's going to match that. New York in the first week of, I'm in New York, it just legalized. I think we did like 150 50 million dollars or 500 million in a weekend or something so it's going to be the next big thing follow the money as they say so that's one of them two is that crypto nft space everyone who's been in it for 12 plus months is an expert because it hasn't been around that long so you're not far behind so get in now learn and that will be a super valuable trait and then the third one is like sports collectibles that's a really burgeoning industry whether it's breaking sports cards whether it's fractionalizing with companies like rally or collectible that's cool and it kind of does a little bit of um, marrying business finance and sports so those are the three fields that i'm really focusing on that's where we focus with snapback and what we think the next age sports fan is really going to be focused on yeah those are great insights jack i agree likewise just being knowledgeable of what's ahead we always preach to like continuous learning. So again, when sports, if you're not too familiar about sports buying, you know, do your research or even to just tap into, you know, say what's latest and greatest uh, in your area or across the U.S., you know, pinpoint different hotspots or uh, different geolocations on what's, what's thriving or talk to others. Another key one too is just sharing your story in general, like what you're interested in. It kind of opens up the door because then people know what you're, you're focused in on. Yeah, that I want to double down on that, Kelly, because I think you make a great point. I am in a lucky position because everything I do is on social media. So when we do partner with someone like Buzzer, it's not that I'm bragging about it. It's I have to post it because people need to know about it and need to go download the app, hopefully. And so everyone sees my wins what I'm working on, my successes. And I like to share my failures as well because I think that's helpful. But a lot of people don't get to share their wins because they're not influencers or content creators. And so whether it's sharing it socially on, on, whether it's sharing it publicly on social media or just internally within a company, you accomplish a big task or within your friend group. I think that is a major thing where it's not bragging, but it's making people aware like you were just touching. All about celebrating the wins and just like sharing those things because you never know. Like when you share something, uh, come across someone like on your daily grind, you know, grabbing coffee or wherever or in the work setting by the water cooler or whatever the, wherever the situation might be, that might trigger you to possibly help out someone else in their own career or set you up for a building block. It's a good motivator, I think, down the road. So, yeah, just speaking of, of motivation or even just your past experience too, in other areas before snapback did that help like shape your career into what it is today in terms of what in terms of sharing stuff or motivation i would say i would say both if we can if we can uh, separate yeah. more, yeah, one <laughs> with the experience and then yeah with the motivation too yeah i think you know my experiences have been amazing i've been lucky enough to kind of learn from a bunch of different sports businesses one thing that i i'm happy that i had the perspective on it now in the moment maybe i wasn't was one class i can recall in college and one internship i had that i honestly didn't love and so 
most people take that as, okay, well, that's kind of a waste of time. It's a waste of, you know, your experience, but it taught me, okay, I love sports business, but I don't like the PR segment of it. I don't like the event segment. And so it actually narrows it down. And so when people say, well, what do you like to do? I now have a clear picture. So that's where my experience is. You know, I've had great ones, but the bad ones help shape what we're going to do next. And then motivation wise, I don't know where that comes from. I feel like I was just motivated to do these things. Like I said, it's my passion. So, you know, I wake up every day and I'm talking sports. It feels kind of easy to me. There's tough days, no doubt. There's hard days, hard thinking. But overall, at the end of the day, like as big of businesses as they are, as emotional as we get over them, they are just kind of playing a game with a circular ball. And so I try not to take it all too seriously. Yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah, you have those good days, you have those bad days, but being able to overcome, have that right mindset ahead of you, I think it sets you up for success down the road. So yeah, just speaking of down the road in the in, in your future grind here, Jack, what do you still hope to accomplish in this in this field going forward? That's a incredible question. I get it a lot. What what's next? What do you want to do? I think I'm starting to gain more clarity on it over the last few months. The more I think about it, we've had a lot of success recently and we're celebrating those wins. And so what comes with that is the pressure of, okay, how do we build on that? How do we make it bigger? How do we make it better? So I, I touched on a little, but it's like really developing this idea of what is the new age sports fan? How can we almost create and master what that person looks like and how do we create that experience for them? Um, knowing that it's, it's a bunch of different elements. Not everyone's the same. Not everyone has the opportunity to go to sports games. That's why we like to highlight them and share those experiences. Not everyone has an opportunity to bet on them and have skin in the game or play fantasy or own a jersey. And so just continuing to work with the right people um, and, and meeting people, inspiring them and really putting them on, letting them do what they love, hopefully by you know listening to this podcast. Yeah, really well said, Jack. Yeah, thanks for thanks for promoting us here uh, on air at the pod. So speaking of, wow, um, just to build off even on that future grind, do you have any teasers for us on just like goals ahead for, for Snapback? Yeah, I posted on my Instagram, which I know we're joking around that that is, you know, one of the things that's helped. Let, let me just pull up like one or two, you know, mm -hmm. some are event-based, so I really got into Formula One with the Netflix series. Would love to attend a Formula One race, create content around it. Some are, you know, more goal oriented, hire employees. I've never hired full-time employee. Would love to accomplish that this year. And then some are just crazy ideas like create a snapback sports restaurant. And what does the food look like there? What's the setting look like? Who's going to come in? Who's going to be special guests? Are we going to have live performers? Are there sports cards, which I'm passionate about, inside of the restaurant? Crazy stuff like that. So I like short-term goals. I like long-term. I like little. I like thinking major. What I, I took a class at UT, which was sponsored by Nike, actually, and we did an exercise of Nike brainstorming. And I'll never forget it. They only allow you to go up. So if I say, Kelly, all right, Let's come up with the best marketing for this pair of cleats. And so my first thing is like, we'll have Saquon Barkley deliver them to the kids themselves. You have to say, okay, Saquon's going to deliver them, but he's going to he's going to parachute out of a helicopter. And I say, okay, 
and he's going to be wearing sign gear that he's going to give to all the kids. And so they do this thing where a normal brainstorm session, we probably stop at like, wow, we're going to go get Saquon Barkley. They stop at him and Elon Musk are going to take a space, you know, space rocket and come down. So I think that has been, you know, something I've always thought about. So when I set goals, not being afraid to fail your goals is super helpful too. Really well said, Jack. I, I set objectives too for the, the year ahead of me. I, I don't get, you know, frowned upon if I don't hit my avid runner. So if I don't hit a PR, like by all means, like <laughs> I can continually improve myself to, to work towards that goal. But yeah, just speaking of just don't having those limits or boundaries, uh, having those stretch goals in mind, because that kind of helps you grow, have that growth yeah. mindset, have you, have you, whether it's in, in the business or a personal goal or something else. If you work in a team, lot of different avenues I think overall it helps you grow grow stronger as a person and also again going back to sharing your story like you posting about your goals out of you I'm pretty sure you influence a ton of people uh, from just social media in general that are looking to to grow within so yeah yeah our uh, main point of contact at buzzer said saw it before we uh, started our partnership and said let me know how i can help you accomplish these goals and so just by me sharing we kind of have that relationship and it led to a great thing so mm -hmm. share your stuff don't be shy and and public accountability is a real thing you know you post on your story hey i'm gonna put on 10 pounds of muscle this year and you keep people updated they're gonna be following along it doesn't matter if you have eight followers or eight million that makes you get up maybe a little more in the morning if that's what it takes that's helpful exactly really well said so yeah just speaking of have the the 2022 goals we talked about the the social media trends for for 2022 what about looking forward do you anticipate any like big developments or trends uh you know in the years to come yeah i think one and we talked about nfts and crypto that i could totally see happening is People don't realize right now that we are the we're the product when it comes to social media. So it's free to use Instagram, right? Because they're using you to advertise against you. And so in a crazy world, maybe three years from now, there's a world where you pay pennies to engage on these social media apps and you don't have to, they don't get to use you as advertising. So I could see something like that, a new social media app that's decentralized popping up. In terms of other social media trends, I think we're going to continue to press on in video content and creativity. And um, it's really exciting. There's never been a better time to want to pursue your passion. Time is now for sure. Like no one's holding you back. Again, going back to that accountability, uh, put something out there and you never know who's going to read it and where it's going to, where it's going to end yeah. up, where it's going to set <laughs> yeah. you up. Set and, you, yeah. and advice on that um, is also understand that you never know where it's going to end up. So don't post anything you don't want someone seeing. Yeah, really. Also, yeah, both, both ends of the sword here. So speaking of, of podcasting, our, our pod's called The Daily Grind. What does The Daily Grind mean to you? The daily grind means to me is getting 1% better every single day. If you're by a computer, you're listening to this, or you're on your phone, just Google compounding and understand what that means. And if you get 1% better every day, you're going to be hundreds percent better every year. 
And if you get hundreds of percentages better every single year, you're going to be a beast. You're going to be an absolute beast. And so everyone thinks I got to go viral overnight. I got to do this. So if you get 1% better, you have 10 followers and you get one tomorrow. Okay. I only have 11. You do that every single day that will compound quickly getting 1% better. So even on your down days, if you can struggle through and push through and say, you know what? I got 1% better today. That's a win. I think that's the daily grind. To me. Oh yeah. I really also, I love the definition. Yeah. Making every day count. Yeah. So in closing, Jack, we, we talked about your daily schedule. You have quite the grind going on. Uh, what's on your daily grind later this year, you know, back half of 2022. Yeah. And I want to say for people who are grinding, I wake up at uh, probably 9am Eastern normally. So the grind doesn't mean not sleeping. It doesn't mean you have to work 20 hours a day. It means when you're up and when you're energized, make sure you get your sleep, eat good food, work out. That's all part of the grind too. Uh, back half of this year, It'll be football season again. So, you know, when football comes around, that's a big time for us getting out to games. Hopefully COVID continues to calm down uh, as we go into the summer and then really just finalizing. I think the first half of the year is always setting up the success for the back half and the back half of the year we like to execute. Yeah, really well said. Set yourself up for success down the road, whatever the time frame is that you're looking at. So, yeah. Good to hear. Jack, your story is very inspirational. You're definitely, again, shedding some light in the sports realm, social media. This could go on and on. Do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there, or even a, a quote or saying? You, get, you gave us a lot of gems so far on the pod. Oh, okay. A word or a quote of the day? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I would say vulnerable. Being vulnerable is super powerful. We're in a you know, it's not a perfect society by any stretch right now, but I think we're in a much better space where my parents, maybe my grandparents, they didn't have the ability to be vulnerable and vulnerable could be posting your goals on Instagram. That's vulnerability. It could be being okay with failing. That's being vulnerable. It could be vulnerable with your partner. Um, I'm big on mental health. So I think that plays into it. You don't have to act tough, you know, when things aren't going well, you're allowed to break down we're humans we have emotions so i would say being vulnerable is actually a very relieving feeling that's a great word i think it fits perfectly with today's episode your story what encompasses what you're doing out here in the world of sports uh really inspiring us on our own daily grind so yeah last but not least jack you know if our listeners have questions comments you know want to fall snap back you know now now since you're partnered with Bu buzzer here how can they do so <laughs> yes yeah, so my personal stuff is at Jack Settleman. Settle man is how you spell it. Uh, like I said, I love to interact with people, give tips, advice. Uh, we've worked with a couple people who were fans in the audience, and we've gotten them jobs at NBC and other companies. So I think that's really powerful. I love doing stuff like this, teaching. I like learning from others. So definitely. Or if you just want to say hi and you listen to this episode and you think it's cool, say what's up. Um, and then Snapback is at Snapback Sports on most platforms, most importantly on Snapchat. <laughs> of course, we'll put uh, where to find Snapback and where to find Jack uh, in today's show notes, as always. Thanks again for tuning in today's episode. A big thank you to Jack for being on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to The Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. 
please also remember to visit our website www.kjfwi.org and shop our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. Thank you, Kelly. That was awesome. I really appreciate you. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian.